Solo, a Star Wars story. Director Ron Howard calls fans who love Solo a year after its anniversary a cult following. So I guess we're a cult podcast because we're the ones who started that hashtag. Make Solo 2 happen. (laughs) We're keeping that going right here, guys. It's the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is John Hoey. If you are new to the Resistance Broadcast, welcome. The Resistance base is open to all, so tell all your fellow fans of Star Wars about our podcast and join the Resistance. It's a good time. Um, So you may notice if you're watching on YouTube that there are only two of us today, so... Let me get this out of the way right now. That Mr. James Bainey had a bit of a weather issue uh, back home. He had a, actually a tornado run through his two. town. and Two, two tornadoes. tornadoes run through his town. He's fine. His family's fine. But the internet's down, and he just wasn't able to make it. He did everything he could, but he wasn't able to make it. So he says hi to everybody, and he'll be back uh, next week uh, for sure. But um, we're going to try to soldier on without him. And with me doing that is Lacey Gillerin. Lacey, uh, how you doing? What's going on? Hello. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, I think we, there was one week James wasn't with us um, previously. We got through and we survived. So uh, oh, we're going to yeah. give it a shot I'm just again kidding. here. Just kidding. Um, Lacey, what do you say we just... Uh, well, first of all, what, what do you think about being called a cult fandom of something? Have you ever been a cult fan of something? I don't think so. I think that's very like, what do people consider a cult following? Like Rocky Horror yeah. Picture Show? Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where there's a loud group of fans who may not be a, like a mainstream group of fans at this point, but they're known for that. And it's very a, like a passionate group, you know? We'll get into this in a little bit about the whole Ron Howard thing. Ran? Ron Howard thing. Um, Ran Howard. I don't know how say it that way. Uh, <laughs> but. The cult thing bothers me in a way because I think it's a lot more fans like it than he thinks. And the fact that he thinks it's a cult following a little bit bothers me because I'm like, no, Ron, it's more people than that. It's just that he's been beat down by all the negativity. But I also think he's a very humble man. But like you said, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, So right now, why don't we do what we always do? And that's hop into these poll results. All right, guys. Now we asked you, uh, we're not sure how much Luke Skywalker will be in The Rise of Skywalker or how he will be used. Uh, So we asked you, in which way do you think we will see Luke most in the movie? And we gave you three choices. As a force ghost, in flashbacks, or he comes back to life. So before I get into the results, Lacey, which one did you pick? I chose force ghost. Force ghost. Okay, I chose in flashbacks. Yeah, you've been saying flashbacks a lot. A lot. Um, But um, overwhelmingly, 71% of the people out there voted for as a force ghost. um, With... 16% 16% in flashbacks and 13% say he may come back to life. The rise of Skywalker. Really? Um, yeah. So hmm. a little over one out of 10 people think uh, Luke coming back. <laughs> big time. Resurrection. It's, um, it's funny when you say it that way. One out of 10 people. Well, yeah. Yeah. Four out of five dentists believe Luke Skywalker is <laughs> not coming back from the dead <laughs> at all. Um, but you ever see those commercials? Yes. It like, makes no four- sense. Why not just say... So that only means 80% of dentists recommend your toothpaste. I need a little higher than that. Maybe that's why they're saying four out of five. Maybe that's the trick. The marketing trick. Yeah, to make it look like a more enriched percentage. Because if Geico was like 80% of people give us a satisfaction rating, you'd be like, that's not that good. 
that's still like yeah 20 percent yeah. are like no yeah um but anyway we had someone who gave us a best comment and that was jr solano at dr ragnarok uh that's kind of a cool handle i guess a little thor action there mm-hmm. um and uh jr said i think it will be both options um i guess he means Force Ghost and Flashback. Let's see. Mm-hmm. For Ray's arc, he'll appear as a Force Ghost, while for Kylo Ren's arc, he'll appear in Flashbacks. Mm. See, I kind of, I kind of can see that. That's good. I can uh, see that too. Um, good- and he said, while I don't think he'll be in the movie a lot, his presence and influence will be all over the movie. So um, that was obviously the most liked comment, and I could see that. I could totally see yeah. him visiting Ray as a Force Ghost and giving her the the final go get him speech, like Mickey and Rocky Five, and then. <laughs> Have you seen any of the Rocky movies? Have we talked about that? You haven't? Hmm. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> people out there know what I'm talking about. Sports. Um, yeah. Yeah. Boxing. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, and then uh, flashbacks. Yeah. I think that's very possible. We may revisit him and Kylo Ren years ago or something like that. Uh, I, I hope so. I think that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but great job, uh, JR. Good job there. So now um, we're going to move on from the polls and hop into, we have a lot of weird stories to get into. News isn't really crazy, but a lot of things happened around Star Wars on social media or right. wherever. So we're going to hop right. into that and slice everything up right now in the Resistance Report. It's the Resistance Okay, so now obviously James usually does this, but we're going to do our best to soldier on through it without him. So first, Lacey, um, that rumor that was kind of go around, going around about Ray and um, her dad and Han Solo possibly I hate it. having a side piece and hate having it. another kid. Yep. Um, so Pablo Hidalgo um, sweet, was sweet asked Pablo. about this. <laughs> And he rarely steps back into the mess, but he's like, on this one, I feel like I almost have to because one, I think people could figure it out on their own, I think Mm -hmm. he's thinking, and the other one, he's just kind of like, I got to squash this. So what do you think of Pablo saying, let me me read his quote real quick. Well, let's first say what the rumor was. The rumor was... The rumor was... That Han Solo had an affair with someone else while he was separated from Leia and she was training with Luke. He had a kid, and that kid is Ray, therefore making Ray Kylo's half sister. Right. Which, first of all, why are we still talking about Ray's parents? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't believe it. Okay, go ahead, read the quote. All right, so I'm bringing up the quote right now, and Pablo. It was uh, a tweet was simply, from a fan, right? Yeah. So they simply read him the the rumor. They said, "What's this? We hear Han is a deadbeat dad with a slice on the side. What a verbiage!" And is secretly raised dad. Please let me know. Abrams is not this lame and goes full Mori Povich. And Pablo just wrote back saying that doesn't fit with the timeline. Han and Leia were together up until five years before the Force Awakens, when it all went to hell. And Ray's nineteen. So if you do the math, obviously that doesn't work out. Um, because she was Ray was 14 around the time that Han and Leia got estranged, so that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so he just kind of, uh, I think he addressed this one because it can be found out on your own. Yeah, you know, he he didn't really need to do too much to steer people on that. So yeah, he was just pointing out the obvious, like if you look Facts. here and yeah. look here, you get that. So um, I think that rumor um, came from. Uh, Jason Ward on his podcast, but he, you know, he had said, this is just a rumor going around that I'm hearing. He didn't say, this is my site, this is my report. So I got to give, you know, got to give him credit there. 
Um, but people, I think, were uh, like are just getting a little annoyed at the fact that these rumors about raised parentage are going around. And then also, I think people are very sensitive about damaging legacy characters even further. I just think it's it it doesn't make sense in Han's character that he would cheat on Leia. Mm-hmm. Like it makes no sense whatsoever, and it goes against everything that's been said and written and shown to you as Han mm-hmm. to the fact that. He over and over again proves that he's deep down the good guy. He does some shallow stuff like for money or whatever, but he would never go against the people that he cares about. That's why he shows up to save Luke. That's why he ends up helping Emphis Nest. There's time and time again that he helps all these characters and he has a good heart. Why would he then go against Leia, who is the love of his life? And he even says that numerous times that he loves her and that he cares about her. Even in TFA, he's like, even we're apart. I care about you. I've always cared about you. I mm-hmm. messed up. I feel bad about it. Why would he ever? It, it just makes me angry. And I can't like think logically because I'm like, why would you ever take a character that is so beloved and then be like, yeah, he cheated on Leia. And that's why Kylo Ren is the way he is. Yeah. No, that makes no sense. Right. No sense whatsoever. And it would just also just storytelling wise, like here we are and episode nine wrapping up this whole Skywalker saga and this is what happened and this happened this whole time but now we're telling you now it's just like that is lazy writing um it's sloppy it's something out of a bad soap opera and uh that that, uh, J.J. Abrams wouldn't do that to himself as a writer I don't think um because imagine you know people people are getting mad that Luke Skywalker died heroically imagine if J.J. Abrams was like yeah Han Solo is a cheating bastard he's not your hero so, guys, we talked months ago. Someone had asked, I think, in the resistance trans or asked the resistance, like if there was anything in the world that would ever happen that would make us hate Star Wars. And I sat there adamantly being like, nothing could ever make me hate Star Wars. I believe in the story, whatever. If this happens, I'm going to hate Star Wars. There is no oh. way they're going to take Han Solo what? and make him a deadbeat dad and cheat on Leia. That is the most what? ridiculous thing ever. What would you call your YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to start anything. But <laughs> I will say that this is ridiculous. And I just, I couldn't see them ever doing this to Han Solo. Yeah. They've already killed him. They're not going to yeah. make him a bad person and kill yeah. him. Now, because he died um, a hero technically right now. Right. So now, then it would then make the killing of him validated. Like that would then be people would be like, well, Kylo killed him because he cheated on Leia and he hates him. Then that makes like it downplays the death of Han Solo. Everything about this is terrible. I just want to get that out there. And thank you for Pablo for stopping drawing his Transformers to like look up and say, ah, yes, no, this is not true. Yeah, I I think it's not so much as important as it is for us diehard fans. Like this type of thing will get make its way to casual fans and they'll right. be like, Did you hear that um I heard a leak that Tan Solo is actually <laughs> raised dad? And like that's something like my mom would tell me or my dad, and I'd be like, Oh, now I gotta explain to you guys, you know, yeah. the timeline, and I don't wanna do that. And so I think like him debunking this and us being allowed to be like, look, this guy who's officially with this says even proof that because some of our my casual friend fans 
they get even wilder conspiracies than I do. They're like, well, what if Luke's not dead? What if, you know? know, Oh, he's dead, all right. Yeah, so (laughs) I think it's important for these debunks, not even just for us who are like, duh, but the casual fans who are going to be like, did you hear that Han Solo is actually raised dad? I mean, man, so I think it's important in that way. But I'm glad either way it's debunked. As you say, it'd be awful. And George Lucas would never want Han Solo to be cheating on oh, Leia. Oh, yeah. No. He didn't even want Han Solo to die uh, back in the day. And Harrison Ford's like, you got to kill me. So he doesn't yeah. want him to make him a cheating adulterer. No, no. That's what I'm saying. All right. So you ready? You want to move on to the next story? Yeah, I'm done with this. Han's It's a, good a little guy. more. This one's a little more fun. This one Yay. is uh, Galaxy's Edge dedication ceremony. That's oh, um, we were the yeah. only ones who didn't attend. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get an invite, so... Didn't get an invite. Uh, didn't, didn't crash it. Watched um, in my PJs. Respected so the boundaries. Didn't do a wedding crasher situation. <laughs> um, but uh, they, had, they held the ceremony, and uh, to a lot of people's surprise, George Lucas was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was moderated by Bob Iger, and the only important part was like the 15 minutes. It was more like moderated by but. Bob Iger's teleprompter. Right. And <laughs> I didn't watch like the pre-show with like those hosts who are always like, I pretend I like Star Wars and I'm just reading this thing here. Oh, oh yeah, the me blogs. Too. Yeah, the blogs oh, always have that stuff. Yeah. Jeez, those people. Like, like get someone who <laughs> looks like they may have watched one Star Wars movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the the aluminum Falcon is right behind me here. And uh, come on, guys. Um, but anyway, Bob Iger uh, brought out George Lucas. Uh, he brought out Billy D. Williams, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford. Um, so mm-hmm. I watched this live. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on what I know you watched it. So what were your thoughts on this thing? I thought it was cheesy. Typical of Disney. It was like overstaged, overplanned, too, like just too much. It goes back to celebration when they did the Galaxy's Edge panel. Like there was some good content and stuff in that panel. And Matt Martin was fabulous. And even Josh Gad did a good job with what he was given. But it just seems so planned. It was like, what do you say, blank? And then they yeah, like turn. It's, yeah. It was just too much. Now, the fact that they brought all these people out is really cool. The, George was one of my favorite parts where he's like, well, you guys didn't mess this up. I was like, that was not in the script. You, you <laughs> could have really messed this up, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he wrote that. I think he right. honestly just said it. They were like, he's going off. He's going rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think that's cool. But I know you have a specific part that you really, really loved. Yeah, well, first, I have to say this whole thing I thought was bad uh, overall. (laughs) Um, I like the nostalgia factor in seeing these old actors, especially, you know, Peter Mayhew just passed. We lost Carrie Fisher. You're not going to get these kinds of moments forever with these Mm -hmm. originals. So I liked that they did it. That's awesome. Um, But it was just it was just bad. Like it was just awkward. Where are the new guys? Right. That, that's another thing. But I think they wanted to almost do like a let's bring out the old to usher in this new thing. Mm. But like from from George walking out, saying what he said, like he he still has that like, you know what? I don't care. I'm George Lucas. I'll say what I want kind of attitude, which mm-hmm. you got to, I guess, respect. He's always been the rebel of Hollywood anyway. And I Bob Iger is like the opposite of that. He's Mr. Corporate Hollywood. And then Bob you have. Iger. Yeah. Yeah, Take my Bob, picture, JJ. Yeah, right. Bob Iger with the pose. And then you have Billy D, B, Billy D walks out and he goes to like shake George's hand and Bob cuts in front of George first and like shakes his hand. It was very awkward. Then Mark Hamill power comes move. out. That's a power move right there. It's a power move, but it's also a little like that was weird. 
And then you have Hamill come out and he does his Hamill thing where he hams it up and tells his stories about what it was like back then. And what's that? (laughs) Said, do you want to say ham one more time? Ham. Don't put it on pizza. Uh, and he, you know, hands it up for everybody, does his thing. Then Ford walks out and he looks like he's shooting Fugitive 2. Castaway 3. (laughs) They're all reading lines and it's very like scripted, but it's supposed to look like it's not. And anyone can see that except like eight-year-olds maybe, even them maybe. And then they do that thing, which was my favorite moment where Harrison Ford went off script and Bob Iger's like, can anyone fix this thing? And Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford's like, I, uh, let me let me give it a shot here, and the t- the pyro guy's the ready funny, to hit the button. The funny thing about the delivery for Harrison, you could tell he didn't want to. He was like, yeah. I guess I can take a look. Yeah, right. Yeah, let me give it a let me give it a shot <laughs> here. Why am I here? <laughs> and he turns to the camera and does his Harrison Ford point, and he's like, Peter, this one's for you. And then it's like, it already turns on, and he didn't even. It was hit more it yet. like Peter. This yeah. one's for you. <laughs> so, so it's uh, the timing was off, and uh, it was because they probably thought he was going to do it right after his final line in the script. And Bob Iger, right after that, goes, "Oh well." <laughs> now, if you didn't watch it live, they edited it to make it they look did. better. It was not good. Harrison Ford was done talking, and he was about to do it, and it just lit up. And then Bob Iger said, "Oh well," and. Uh, Threw his hands up a little bit, so Got I just thought this whole, right here. I thought the whole thing was a disaster, but I'm glad that that part was a disaster because it showed Harrison Ford reaching out to Peter, who a lot of people think he didn't really care about. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's funny though because you know we had a Patreon chat with our generals and admirals, which we do once a month, and we were talking about this moment specifically and. I have friends that work at Disney and there's a lot that goes into these productions where you have like someone on the headset, someone doing pyro, someone doing this. So like some producer somewhere was like, and go. Oh no. Oh, oh no. But yeah, so we were talking about how they've edited it now. And so I guess now it's, he says Peter and then it lights up and then he hits it and then the fireworks go off. Yeah. 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 So see Disney, Disney magic. (laughs) Yeah. We saw it live. We know what really happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bob's like erase all live cuts of that go find it block their Twitter accounts I don't care we're Disney meanwhile Anthony Bresnikan is tweeting out a live video from there and it's been retweeted like a thousand times <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so it's it's like the Zapruder film from the JVFK assassination it's like who has footage who saw what really happened or Let's those get it photos out of Beyonce from like the MTV movie awards when she didn't look good remember and all her people yeah. were trying to get them off the internet, and people just kept spreading them. Wasn't that the Super Bowl? Or Super Bowl, you're right. Yeah. Sports. That was rough. She looked <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk or something. Yeah, she was jacked. Yeah. She was like, oh. It was a weird picture. It was just a bad, <laughs> it was like a, during a dance move or something. But I remember her people were like, get those off the internet. And all it did was like fuel it for people to be like, oh, a word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know who doesn't look bad, though, Lacey? And that's Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, he does look good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Alden Ehrenreich was uh, at Galaxy's Edge the day after the 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 dedication, and he was there doing always wearing a dad hat. He's got his little hat on, and uh, some people were spotted with him. And uh, um, Chris Perillo, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, found him and and told him about Make Solo Two happen. He did. We can check off. We can check off Alden. So, what do you think about that? I think that's so, shout out to Chris. He's awesome. So I actually, 
met Chris, I use met because we met online during Make Solo 2 Happen Day, like met online as in like we started talking to each other on Twitter. Oh, not like like match.com, like met no, online. No, 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 no. <laughs> like on Twitter, we were chatting about Make Solo 2 Gotcha. Happen. Okay. And he's super nice and he does stuff, I believe, for Star Wars Radar or something like that blog site. Um, but he was very excited about making another solo movie and, and retweeted us and talked about the campaign. So the fact that when he's faced with Alden, he brings it up and was like, yeah, man, make solo two happen and told Alden about it. Like, that's so great. And I guess he had Mm -hmm. talked to Alden about it, about Twitter. And Alden was like, I don't have a Twitter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't have a Twitter account. Um, but the fact that he brought it up is so cool. And I appreciate everyone listening and watching and whatever that, is still supporting this campaign because it's still going pretty strong. I mean, the post about the day was going for almost a full week later. People are still talking about it. Every time something solo is related on Star Wars, uh, either .com or Twitter, everyone uses the hashtag. Right. It's really, really cool, and people are taking notice. And the fact that these people like Alden, who probably saw the negative stuff, is hearing this directly from fans it's just such a heartwarming moment that you're like, oh, see, people, he knows. He's got to mm-hmm. know that people care. He's yeah. got to know that people liked him as Han Solo. But shout out to Chris. Thanks for doing that. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny you say that because I saw people, a couple of people tweeted them with photos at Galaxy's Edge. I don't know how they had got the passes, um, mm-hmm. but they were wearing their solo shirts and they and were Epcot, using Make yeah. Solo to happen. So, yeah, it's kind of taken off now where everyone is... Uh, Using it uh, as they will, and I think that's great. I think that was the purpose of it. Yeah, that's and what I you wanted, around, right? When you made it, that's it. You want it. You want people to know about it, hear about it, tweet about it. And uh, my new thing is, anytime anyone ever sees Bob Iger, whether it's across the street or TMZ <laughs> or at Subway, say, "Makes all to happen." The teleprompter guys like, yeah, let's let's find all the teleprompter guys and change <laughs> this whole Iger's script. Bob Iger's like, so then next is hashtag make solo to happen. It's like Ron Burgundy. He just reads whatever's on there. Harrison's like, this one's for you, Resistance. Make Solo 2 happen. <laughs> yeah, Make Solo 2 happen lights up the sky. Um, you know, whatever you put on that teleprompter, Bob Iger will read it. Don't put it there. Um, uh, I, 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 think it, I think it's great what everyone's doing, so keep that hashtag going. And now that we know that Alden knows, we have Jonas, Alden, John Kasdan, Ron Howard, John Rob Powell. Brito... Uh, John Powell, the composer. Uh, um, who else am I missing here? Oh, basically uh, all Brian, of Lucasfilm. Brian Herring. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, Lucasfilm are aware of it, obviously. So StarWars.com. Yeah. M- most of the people involved with making the movie are aware and and, and I'm like sure the Disney hashtag, marketing's so. aware. They're probably like, hey, we didn't pay for this campaign. <laughs> yeah, going? right. I want right. to make that clear. Disney didn't pay for that. <laughs> uh, oh, we that's my just favorite. Did it. Yeah. That is my favorite that people think that. But I wish I got paid. <laughs> I wish I got paid for that, too. Uh, Disney, give me a call. I just relaunched a campaign for your sequel that a lot of people didn't want. Uh, hey, Bob? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There he is. Uh, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> All right. So, um, speaking of Solo and Ron Howard, Lacey, you saw that Josh mm-hmm. Horowitz yep. of MTV News sat down with Ron Howard. Why don't you tell us what they talked about? Yeah, so Josh posted a podcast with his, I believe it's called Happy, Sad, Confused. I think um, so, yeah. so he gets a lot of celebrities on that, which is pretty cool. And they always take these photos of them together doing those emotions. But 
He sat down with Ron Howard and he talked about a lot of different things. And then today he actually retweeted it again and mentioned, I talk about Solo at this point, 22 Mm -hmm. minutes and 55 seconds. So I was like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about because he brought up Lord and Miller. So I was like, I'll give it a listen. And I was super pumped because not only does Ron talk about Solo, he talks about the reaction to Solo, which I feel like is the first real time he's been honest about it a year later. Mm -hmm. Um, He kind of mentions us, which I'll let you talk about that part. But then um, he talks about Lord and Miller, too, and about how they were involved. They were executive producers. What happened to them wasn't great, and it's a shame, and they were disappointed. And, you know, they saw the movie and gave notes, and he tried to, you know, bring them in as part of the feedback process. But then also he honestly answered, like, when I see them, I don't bring it up because it's like, why would you bring that up? And I feel like that's so true. Those poor guys must be asked about it all the time. And Ron Howard, too. It's like putting these two groups of creatives against each other when they're just trying to get a good finished product. So to hear Ron say, like, look, I love those guys. I did what I could with a terrible situation and I came in to help. So that is what it is. But on the positive note, John, yeah. what did he say kind of about us without saying about us? <laughs> yeah, so... um you would transcribe this for me because I, I didn't have time to listen to it. I so did. thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. So uh, they're talking here and Josh was saying, um, or, or Ron was saying, it was a little, dis- a little, dis- I was still a little disappointing, uh, mm-hmm. disappointing for them. But um, I think that there are, those are the hardcore fans that sort of tell you like how many people are tag alongs and need to wait and see what people think or if it's essential, like it's a zeitgeist movie or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether it's like, I like Star Wars and want to see you know what's next. And so that whatever millions that it made worldwide, those are the hardcore fans, but it didn't hit that zeitgeist point for whatever reason. Timing, young Han Solo, pushback from the previous movie, which I keep hearing was maybe something, uh, some trolling, definitely some trolling, some actual aggressive And then Josh said, you've heard the stories and now you were like, yeah, this is real. And Ron said, yeah, well, that is, yeah, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty interesting. And he keeps skirting around these things. Because he keeps saying, the thing is, as John's reading this, it's Ron thinking through the process as he's talking. So a lot of the, uh, yeahs is like him sitting and thinking like we do when we do the podcast. So just keep that in mind. It's not, this isn't like an official written statement. This is just Ron having a conversation and he's talking just like we do. So there's a lot of like, ums, yeahs, and he starts and then finishes, but the thoughts are there. And then he gets to the point where it's now a year later and Mm -hmm. the dust is settled on Mm -hmm. the bad marketing, on the last Jedi thing and on the stuff that Ron... Ron is telling you without wanting to tell you why it didn't do well because he's a nice right. guy. And Josh and says, actually does a great job of pointing those things out. He's like, come on, man. If this came out right. in December, you would have made easily another $100 million. Right. And Ron's like, probably. <laughs> like, Right. And that that's when he's like, you know, Alton did a great job. He's a really dedicated guy. I, I mm-hmm. had a blast with everybody. And look, a year later, it's kind of interesting. You wouldn't think you'd participate in a Star Wars project and have it wind up being kind of a, and Josh said, a cult classic. And Ron says, a cult movie, but I can already tell that those who have affection for it are pretty adamant in their feelings. And that's nice. And Yay. that's that's him acknowledging <laughs> the movement that just happened a year after it came out. Hashtag mm-hmm. make Solo 2 happen. Uh, as you guys may have known, Ron quote tweeted our tweet with our shirts for make Solo 2 happen with a smiley face. He's well aware of the movement. Uh, so it, it's nice to see him allude to it again here. And I can like see a, him seeing our tweet and just being like, 
Well, that's nice. Yeah, well, that's nice. <laughs> honey, come, honey, come, come look at this. That's nice. <laughs> come look at this nice, these nice, nice folks what, here. What should I write back? Smiley face. Yeah, he didn't even <laughs> send it. He hands it to his wife, and she like puts the smiley in for him. He's like, yeah, that works, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I just even if nothing comes of a solo follow up, it's nice to know that we, uh, as a lot, a lot of fans a year later are showing them that we really do appreciate this movie and it means a lot to us. And again, I watched it again the other night and I had my little son with me, Johnny, and he was like looking at it and enjoying it. He's only nine months old, but it's, I love it. Every time I watch it, I love it. Mm So, um, hopefully, you know, Lacey, we'll see maybe solo two will happen on the Disney plus or something. Right. Yeah, and if people have time, definitely listen to the interview. It's a really good interview. It shows the passion and care that went into it and how mm-hmm. he really came in with a good heart and wanting to help and make the situation better. And he tried the best he could. And he even goes on to say, like, yeah, most movies have three years to do these. Like Force Awakens, Last Jedi, they have three years. I had eight months and mm-hmm. I made what I made with it. And yep. I did what I did and I worked my butt off and we had a blast and I cared about everybody on set. And he goes into how you know, trolling and how that's become a thing now. And he didn't understand it and had to have his, his friends in Silicon Valley explain it to him and like rating systems. And to end the whole section of solo on how he was so happy a year later that even though it was a year later that he was finally getting the recognition of people enjoying the movie and liking the movie, it was nice given that he was so disappointed with how it went to begin with. Because I can only imagine the kind of stuff that gets said about it. And like you put your heart into this thing for eight months and you're rushing and you're trying to do your best and long hours and all these people are putting in extra time. And the and it kind of, and we talked about this a lot, but he talks about it too, is it was set up to fail in the sense that people were already bashing it before it even came out. And he was yep. like, I was just in this position of like, well, <laughs> so I'm really pumped that these people are seeing that people like it. And I really hope something comes of it. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, maybe, maybe not. I think that we have a good shot at this, guys. I think we have a good shot that we might get something, probably a series. I'm totally for it. And I think every day more people are getting on board. So the more we use the hashtag and get it out there and support these creatives like Ron and John Kasdan and Jonas and John Powell and all these people – as the more we support them and show them that we care and that there's an audience there, there's no reason why they shouldn't make it. They brought back Dark yep. Crystal for Netflix. They're right. bringing back Willow, which they talk about in that podcast. They brought back Family Guy years ago after he got canceled on the same network. They like, brought back a show that Ron Howard's on, Arrested Development. Yes. There are plenty of shows and movies that they've brought back and rebooted and all these things. There is no reason. There's still... There's still a chance. So keep using the hashtag. Lacey, you know what? Do you watch Arrested Development at all by chance? I do. So uh, like three years from now when they do make Solo 2 happen, Ron Howard just goes, they did. (laughs) He better do that for our podcast if it does happen. Oh, man. Or or we just capture him saying it on another show and like edit it in. Ron, if you're listening, if you could just record, it did happen. And just send it to (laughs) us, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. We'll hold on to it and we'll wait. Until it happens. We're about to get a lot of weird emails in the next I know. It's okay. Uh, right. No. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the last thing I wanted to say about um, the solo thing. Sure. I wouldn't be shocked if they eventually do make movies just on the streaming service. They're not doing it yet. They but could. Whether Netflix it's a show. It. Right. Now, now, whether it's a show or a movie, like Kazan pointing out his idea of Pike Syndicate, The Huts, Crimson People Dawn. People love it. Then you can get Jabba involved, 
Boba Fett involved. You have Kira Maul. That would that sounds more interesting than a Cassian Andor series to me. And I'm not trying to hurt, you know hate on Cassian. I think Andor. it totally does too. I wasn't the biggest Cassian fan. I'll be I'll honest. Wind up, I'll wind up like really liking the Cassian Andor series. I'm sure. But sure. The, the, all those characters involved in that story and the way they left off it solo would just make so much sense. And you could span that out over eight to ten episodes. I want more. I Java. really. I really hope they have at least a discussion about the ideas because then you could poll the audience again. Do you guys want to see this? You pay for Disney Plus. I guarantee you at four out of five dentists will subscribe to this idea <laughs> without it. Without, I without want a, a full Jabba puppet again. I want yes. the puppet back, guys. Salacious Crumb, you can bring him back. John Kasdan could help us get the puppet, guys. He wants yes. to bring the puppet back. Yes. Give me, give me Crumb. Give me, give me the whole gang. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Jabba's palace. Yes. Anyway, we'll, 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 we're going to keep talking about Solo. Of but course, thanks, but Ron. We're glad you're listening. Thank you, Ron. Kind thank of. you so much. Not um, to this, but maybe online. <laughs> all right, now, Lacey, on to yep. even earlier than Solo. Mm. Uh, BuzzFeed said they have an exclusive from three sources. Which is, what potato are you? Right, right. Well, people argue BuzzFeed News is different from BuzzFeed, and I don't know. But it's they the are same. they are claiming <laughs> that they have an exclusive information saying that there's, in addition to Benioff and Wise and Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. there's another movie being made that hasn't been talked about yet about Knights mm-hmm. of the Old Republic specifically, and that right. uh, Leda Calogridis is writing the screenplay for it. Um, she did Shelter Island and a bunch of other stuff. Um, that I can't even list off the top of my head right now, but someone's going to put in the comments, John, how'd you forget about this one? But anyway, Lacey, what do you think about BuzzFeed's exclusive story? I know you've been pushing for Knights of the Old Republic. You probably didn't see it coming from this direction here. Uh, what do you think about this story? Yeah, so this came out late in the day on Make Solo 2 Happen Day. This was like one of those things that happened, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, or the day First after, of all, yeah, I would love like for it to happen. I'm totally on board. I've been saying this for a, a while. I want Darth Revan so bad to be like in a movie or a show or something. That being said, I don't know if I believe this because we have multiple people being like, I don't know. And then you have some people saying yes. And my whole thing is, I guess I want to just go to what have people reported that's been true so far, like yeah. to kind of put this against it but Mm -hmm. i don't think anything's come out yet that's been a legit like oh this is definitely happening right so but i guess mandalorian would be an example maybe that there were like rumblings and then it ended up to be true cassian i don't know if was one that we like really necessarily knew about i would love for this to happen i just really am not the biggest buzzfeed fan so i don't know how valid this story is right if it came from like hollywood reporter or deadline or variety or i don't know mm-hmm. anyone else <laughs> i guess because yeah. all i'm thinking about right now with buzzfeed is what type of potato are you you stole my line i know i'm bringing it up <laughs> so you can take credit for it Sorry. Lacey, what character what type what of char- cat are you Lacey, what character from dawson's creek are you uh, probably no one because i'm not cool enough to be on dawson's creek i'd be dawson i'd be making the movies no you would not <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> no. So I'd be Pacey? I'd be getting Katie Holmes? You wouldn't be on Dawson's Creek either. Oh. We're not cool enough to be on Dawson's Creek. Damn. Was that that cool of a show? Yeah, they're like hip kids. They're like 30. 
They have very good vocab- vocabulary. I, I can't even say vocabulary. <laughs> I said vocabulary. And thus you are not on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> all right. I'm disqualified from the creek. Whatever, <laughs> Vanderbeek. Um, all right. So I, um, I don't think this is accurate. I don't think this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first read it, I was like, all right. Um, they are not only telling us th- who the writer is, which they've done that. We've seen them do that right. with Ryan Johnson. We've seen right. them do that with Benioff and Wise. Josh Trank, right? Yeah, Trank, they've Trank, done that. Trank. They, But they, unlike the Benioff and Wise, which is an officially announced series of films, unlike the Ryan Johnson, which is an officially announced trilogy, they are saying they, this is what this is about. This is a Knights of the Old Republic movie. So immediately with that, I was like, wow, that's shocking that they would reveal that when they haven't even told us what the officially announced stuff is yet. And it's very suspicious because Kathleen Kennedy had mentioned at Celebration that they were working on something Old Republic. Yeah, so people, I think, just immediately yeah. leached onto that and they're right. using and that as an example. But The second thing that bothers me about this is it's specifically Knights of the Old Republic. Like... I know there's huge fans of the video game and yeah. uh, I, I understand that. And it's a very sensitive topic for those fans that uh, it's not considered canon or it's not brought back from canon yet. And they're waiting for it and yada, yada, yada. Sure. Um, so I think that is weird that they're straight going Knights of the Old Republic on that. And then um, I did some digging on this and I was I was told by somebody who uh, knows somebody who knows, you know. <laughs> That this is uh, a, not a true story. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of weight behind the Knights of the Old Republic, not just because of the video game people, but because a lot of people, and I feel like we constantly come back to this, a lot of people are pulling Darth Revan and Bastilla Shan's relationship to Rey and Kylo. And you automatically have those people that have been using them as kind of an example of this is why Rey and Kylo work. That they're now saying, well, here are the people that were the examples. I would love that movie or show because that's exactly what I want for Mm -hmm. these characters over here. So I think you have a lot of fans that love that storyline that want to see it play out in a movie source. So that's naturally going to drum up some excitement regardless if it's happening or not. Because that is like Raylo (laughs) 1.0. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that. Also... I think there is a nervousness mm. and um, an unsettling feeling about like when Star Wars is going to get a female main writer and this story comes out that it's a female writer writing the screenplay. Oh, screenplay maybe. With, I didn't even think of that, to be honest. With Leida Calagridis here and they're like, oh, there it is. They're doing it. They're finally doing it. And that made people say, oh, this got to be real because they, you know, they're, they're finally listening. They're finally doing it. Um, but mm. all that aside, whether we, you know, we obviously want female writers in Star Wars, of course. Uh, we want Old Republic stuff, of course. Doesn't mean this, this is, story is true. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. it's also coming, there's like so many different factors playing into this story. And you have the the Game of Thrones guys that are coming off the last episode that people hated. And they're seeing them as male writers like that it. they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying, oh, look, a female writer that's got to be better. Mm-hmm. So you have people on that side. There's like all these things that are kind of like morphing into this big excitement. But I think everybody needs to take a breath and a step back and realize that like that doesn't mean this is true. Yeah. I Yeah. I don't think this story is true um, based on yeah. who I've, people I've talked with and based on our own logic that we're even showing you right here on our mm-hmm. um, or how we're breaking it down. But the one, you know, one other thing I want to say before we wrap up Resistance Report, like I watched that Game of Thrones um, documentary called The Last Watch. Mm-hmm. The, the thousands I love those. of people that went into making that show 
and people are just like, Benioff and Wise are bad writers. It's like, that is such a narrow-minded, like, dumb thing to say in my they opinion. They have a writing team, don't they? Just like they any have, other show? They have writing teams, multiple directors, multiple producers, multiple executive producers, all the way down to people who handle making the fake snow for the series. There are thousands <laughs> of people of all shapes and colors and sizes and genders involved in this series that were all pulling in one direction to make a great show and to just blanketly smack it because of the two main guys who pitched the idea to HBO, who, who were the main executive producers, you know, wrote uh, an ending that you didn't particularly agree with. To me is... So wrong because you watch that documentary and I felt embarrassed for people who took that hard stance because uh, it's so many people involved in these types of things. And you could take that to Star Wars. You could take that to anything. Like people forget it's not five people who make something happen. It's thousands of people working for years, for like seven months to build one set. These yep. people and that's bleeding people and sweating. Should, and Yeah, should sit through the credits. Oh my God. Like they, they interviewed... Um, one woman who's involved with, uh, you know, the uh, wardrobes and one woman involved mm-hmm. with the puppetries and the and the effects and stuff and how right. much time she took away from her family to do what she's doing. Game of Thrones was a massive thing. So uh, I think people should, you know, wait before we find out more about what these guys are doing for their movies before we start saying they should be fired. So that's just my soapbox and I apologize, but I, I have to speak my opinions here because if I do it on Twitter, I'll get screenshotted a year from now. Um, but that's that Uh, now um, Lacey I have this may be good news or bad news for you I don't have a rundown this week why is that bad news for me I don't know I think sometimes sometimes you don't like the rundown I think that's not true (laughs) I like doing punch it we don't get to do that so that is bad news I guess (laughs) Bad news. Okay. Bad news. But what that means then is mm. that we're going to fire it over your way and okay. tackle a little thing we like to call Ask the Resistance. So what do we got? Not punch it. Not punch it? Not punch it. Not punch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? <laughs> Guys, it's time for Ask the Resistance. You've got Star Wars questions. Hopefully we have some pretty good Star Wars answers because it's just John and I. We're not going to really switch off. I don't think we'll just kind of chat about them. I like that. Cool. Cool. I miss James. I miss James, too. All right. So the first question comes from Pemberfoot at Pemberfoot. Hello. He asks, uh, could it be we haven't heard anything more about Ryan Johnson's upcoming Star Wars project because it pertains too much about the finale of hashtag the rise of Skywalker. Could it be a possible Skywalker Academy series or films in our future? John, you want to kick us off here? Um, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Um, I think they made it clear in the, in the um, uh, PR release about Ryan Johnson's thing that it was going to be a new trilogy with brand new characters. Mm-hmm. Exploring um, new parts of the galaxy, I think, is like the statement that was. Yeah. There. So I think while you can make that connection, I don't think these have that, that has anything to do with the rise of Skywalker. Now, I've said this on the podcast. I do think they're waiting to say anything about Ryan Johnson to not bring any kind of toxicity or trolls out while they're trying to promote 
The Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think the movie itself has any direct connection to why we haven't heard about Ryan Johnson's project. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel really bad for Ryan that he's going through this stuff and he has to be a really strong, tough guy to be going through what he's been going through for the past however many Ooh. months. Um, so I really hope that people move past this because <laughs> yeah. I can't keep doing this. It's been a year and a half. I know it's been, it's been a while. Been guys. a long time. Been a long time. Um, that being said, I agree with John. I think that they're waiting until this last movie's done, and then they'll move in a different direction with uh, explaining where they're going in the galaxy. It's going to be all new. I don't think. I think that was the excitement that around Ryan's project was that it was new and it had nothing to do with the uh, mm-hmm. Skywalker's or anything that we know of, which is exciting. I feel like Ryan took Star Wars right now in a direction that none of us expected. So I can only imagine what he's going to do with someone or someone, something completely from his brain. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah. Okay, so next is Sean Santarude at Rude Cold. How rude, Sean. How are you doing? He asks, do you think yet another new desert planet is really needed? <laughs> are Good you thing dis- James is in here. Are you disappointed that they aren't instead going back to either Jakku, Tatooine, or Jeddah? Um, so I'll start this time. Am I disappointed? Yes. Why are we always going to desert planets or snow planets? And the answer is probably because deserts are really easy to shoot in. <laughs> That's probably low production. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's going to be a Star Wars planet, so it's not really that disappointing, but I mean, it's a little... I, I'm excited for the jungle planet that they're on, whatever that is, whether it be Endor or whatever. I want to see what that's about. I'm excited about the somewhat snow. I call it a half snow planet, which is that city with the uh, thieves quarter. I think that's going to be really cool. I miss Coruscant because it's such a city that we've only had these really deserty snow planets in the new series. And even in like Rogue One, and then in uh, Solo, we had sand snow, sand snow, sand snow. We had a little rain on Rogue One, which was nice, but mm-hmm. I hope and we tropical, get something. Tropical beach, Scarif. Yeah, we did. Scarif was a little different. Um, am I disappointed that they're not going back to Jakku, Tatooine, or Jeddah? No, not really. I kind of wanted Jakku only because it would go back to explain maybe a little bit more about Rey and it would bring yeah. it full circle and maybe kind of go into like the battle of Jakku. But I don't know if I'm disappointed. What do you think? John? I, I, I'm only disappointed because I was so set that it was Jakku. Um, <laughs> we for, both were. For the Rey reason and also the Palpatine reason. Um, I right. just thought hearing that he's coming back made me like so set that it was um, Battle of Jakku, thinking about all that stuff from Battlefront 2. Uh, mm-hmm. So to hear that it's uh, Pasana, is that what it's called? Pasana, yep. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, call me a party pooper, but you know the fact that it's another sand planet, it's just another thing that I have to explain to my mom or my brother. <laughs> I love like, how you're gauging Star Wars on what you have to explain. You have to. You have to. <laughs> I can deal with it being Pasana if I'm in a Star Wars insider bubble and I could be talking to one of our patrons or one of our fellow fans or one of you guys and being like, oh, yeah, so is that Pasana or, or, or Tatooine? Uh, that's Jeddah because if you see the plateaus in the back. Oh, right. Okay, got it. <laughs> but if I'm talking to my brother or like my mom, they're like, San, so is that... Is that where Ray was at the or beginning? Is that where Luke is? So yeah. that's where that's where Luke that's where Jabba was. Racing. Okay, like no, no, no. Jabba was Tatooine. 
<laughs> Ray was on Jakku. Uh, and now, oh, so they're going back to Jack. Jakku, is it? Jack? Okay. Okay. So they're going back. No, that's, that, that's Pasana. That's, they filmed it in the same place, but it's a different planet. Uh, JJ likes the lighting on the sand with the cameras, but uh, it's just like right. too much for me. So from a selfish reason, explaining it to my loving family and friends who are casual Star Wars fans, I, I am enough with the sand planets. I'm like Anakin at this point. It's rough, it's coarse, sand. and it makes explaining things impossible. <laughs> I agree. Next is Brian Bugler at Tebow underscore 99. And he asks, I am curious to know your thoughts on roguish. He puts that in quotes. Zori Bliss, which is Carrie Russell's character. Are Zori and Ray related somehow? John. <laughs> John. Are Zori and Ray related somehow? God, I hope not. Me too. I, I I saw some theories that were like, oh, the ship from Force Awakens is the ship in the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Could that be Zori's ship? Did she drop Ray off on the planet? Mm-hmm. That is the only way I will accept them somewhat connected. Not related. You connected. Know, the reason why, and this is like a page out of James's book, I guess, where mm. he's like, nothing is new. Or not, everything's new and nothing's connected. Because mm-hmm. like, think about, let's think about this now. When TFA came out, mm-hmm. p- people were like, oh, that Finn, that's Lando's son. Yeah. And then Ray TLJ comes out. Luke's son. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro, that's Ezra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, up oh, Zori, Bliss, up oh, that's Ray's sister. Ray's mom. So think about that conversation now, like seven months from now, after we see this movie, we're like, God, well, we were so stupid. Oh my God. And I only say that because because we all do it. Like, it's not that I don't, I do it too. And I just think it's better for me to just not touch Ray family members anymore, connecting with her because, or hypotheticals. Honestly, I'm done connecting Ray to anybody. Like, the closest I will get to it is that, like, Leia or somebody left her on Jakku, but they're not Mm -hmm. related to her. Right. I'm done. I am and I'm closing the door. John, the John Hoey store for selling Ray relatives. We're out of business, folks. Liquidation <laughs> sale. I'm done. It's over. I've had enough. Honestly, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. So But John, are they related? <laughs> you know, it's like and then watch, it comes out and everyone's related to Ray. And you're like everybody. Chewie's like, I got something to tell you. <laughs> We're third cousins. <laughs> Honestly, though, I think Zori could drop Ray off on on Jakku. I I could see that being a thing, but at the same time, Carrie Russell isn't that much older than Daisy Ridley by like what ten years, maybe. Oh, she's in her early forties, right? Or she's forty. Yeah, she looks young though. Yeah. Whatever. Regardless of age, are they related? No. Brian, I think this is a good question. I just no, don't I do think too. I wasn't. Yeah, I'm not discounting your question at all because we ask the same type of questions all the time. Um, I think it's I, just because we're constantly answering who's like for over a year now. It's who's Ray related to? Is it yeah. Kira? Is it this person? Is it anytime you see someone like either a woman or a woman with brown hair, which there are a lot of those in Star Wars, mm-hmm. everyone's like they're related. Kira. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so all I, right. I, I just, I. I if they wind up being related, awesome. I'm just the the, the store's closed for me. I, I 
And last but not least is Daniel Sotir at DanRS87. Hi, Hi, Daniel. Daniel. He asks, do you think the return of Palpatine will be a clone like in the EU, an illusion like Darth Bane in The Clone Wars, a sentinel from Shattered Empire and Battlefront 2, a hologram recording, or in a force vision, a.k.a. How do you think Palpatine's coming back, John? Uh, Do you have any ideas on this one? I don't think he's a clone. I don't think he's going to be a hologram. I think this is tough because I haven't fully wrapped my head around it. And I know, guys, you're like saying like right now at your screens or your phones or whatever, like, Lucy, it's been a month and a half. I don't know. I I still can't believe his laugh was in a trailer. Like that still boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. So I think if he's going to come back, it's going to be... I I don't like this idea, but it's the only one that I can think of because it's the only example that I've seen in like real life other movies is like the Professor Quirrell Hogwarts possessed like scenario mm-hmm. where he comes back as some type of force and then takes over someone else. And so far, the whole Matt Smith could be that role makes sense to me. Of like, oh, here's this evil guy. He possesses this other guy. His evil energy is enforced into that. Hmm. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm a terrible storyteller. I'm just telling you, like, I can't see him coming back as an actual human being. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think it's a clone, because how are you going to explain that to general public? Right. Like, the general public's not going to be like, oh, yes, clones. Yes, of course. Right. Like... What? Yeah, also EU, like, I don't think JJ wants to be known as the guy who ripped off the EU idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be something different. Um, like, he may illusion. even have been like, he may, JJ, imagine JJ was like, okay, I know they continued Palpatine. What did they do so I can not do that? And that's not to just like say it was bad, but he doesn't want to be like, I'm copying EU, you know? This is where I wish James was on the show because he would know this better than me. In Rebels, Palpatine was in towards the end of Rebels, yep. right? And then yeah. Ezra shuts a door or something or a portal where so, he's in it. Yeah, so he showed up as a um, vision in A World Between Worlds, which is that right. teleportation um, little thing in the wall that brought back uh, Ahsoka yeah. uh, through her fight with Vader and changed that so she was alive again. Uh, now right. and uh, Ezra heard all the voices. He even heard Kylo Ren, Ray, Yoda, everybody as he's walking through this hall. And then he gets to the end of the hall, and it's Palpatine, but it's like nice Palpatine from the prequels, talking all mm. gentle to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's he's coercing him, uh, offering him a chance to be back with his family. And he's, Ezra sees his family in like a kitchen, like yelling for him to come eat, and it's very tempting. And like, yeah. don't worry, don't worry about your friends. Go, you need to go home. It's time for you to go home. And then he 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 turns he turns away from that. And then Palpatine turns into evil Palpatine again and tries to like chase him out of the thing. So I guess my question is, and this is why I wish James was here, because I feel like he'd have a better understanding through something. He always is like, ah, yes, and this edition of this mm-hmm. and this and that. In that scenario, was he mm-hmm. trying to possess Ezra? Was he trying to what was 
He was trying to Because manip- I've seen it. I just don't get it. He was trying to manipulate him, but he wasn't in a physical form. He was there in some sort of spiritual way, whether it's an illusion or a vision. All right. Sort of so thing. could you see that playing into episode nine at all? Uh, maybe, but I don't. How are I they going to explain that? Because I don't get it. I'll say this. I think the like the Darth Bane uh, illusion in the Clone Wars is fantastic. Beautiful mm. looking. Awesome. I don't think that plays in a movie. Um, mm. The same thing with this. I was I loved the war, the war, uh, world between worlds, but a lot of fans were uneasy about it because it introduced a little bit of time travel to Star Wars, and people were like, "Let's close that up." Uh, and Floney's like, "Because then oh, it gets right. tricky." Because then you're like undoing things, like you said, like the Ahsoka thing, and yeah. So then yeah, it's yeah, like, you're like, okay, oh, could, you're undoing stuff now. <laughs> we could bring Han back before Kylo kills him. Like, I, right. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. Kill Kylo you, before he even happens. It's kind of like the Hitler baby thing. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, that made people uneasy, but it was really cool how they did it. So I'm. I'm mm-hmm. Torn on that. I know a lot of people are torn on that episode. Right. I don't think JJ is going there either. Um, and then a hologram recording would just be kind of lame. That would be lame. Just Why be would like, they have the cackle in the trailer and then looking at the Death Star if it's just a hologram? And then it's just like, this is Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> it Diary is, day one. <laughs> I am I'm about to arrive at the Death Star 2 to see the progress. And I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> I'm about to talk to Lord Vader. It's like, that's it? His his vlog? Just, just yeah. <laughs> Emperor's log. <laughs> like, I don't think so. So I'm rolling that hologram. Force vision. What is that going to do? Because he can't do anything in that. It's just a vision. Like when when mm-hmm. Luke fought Vader in the cave in, in Dagobah, that's just a vision. Like Vader didn't do anything. Luke didn't really have his head cut off in the mask. Like that's nothing. Right. So it has to be something deeper, but something that could be more uh, believable by fans, as you put it. So I, I'm, the possession It just thing, makes me feel stupid because like I can't even fathom what it could be. Like I I'm think ru- I need more time to sit on it. I'm ruling out all these things. I don't think it's a sentinel either because they did that in the video game. And why would you reveal that cool thing in a video game with Sam Whitmer's voice and all that stuff and, right. and then bring it back for nine? So I don't know what they're doing. I just know this list of things while they're awesome in each of their own mediums. Doesn't I don't it. like them translating mm-hmm. to episode nine. So I'll tell you what, Daniel, I have a non-answer of that. Um, I don't know if it's a possession thing. Like I know a lot of people are theorizing about. It's like just the, so Harry Potter to me. That he was, because I think maybe Emperor could have been talking to Kylo through the mask. Through the mask. But then Kylo would be the one that's possessed, wouldn't he? Not necessarily. He could have possessed artifacts because his, mm, his spirit like went through the, the electricity when he was frying Vader. You saw it go into his mask. Oh, yeah. They like could Horcrux. Pull the, they could, yeah, so anything that his essence touched, like maybe that part of the Death Star, he's in there. Maybe he haunts that part of the Death Star. How about that? Oh, because that's his resting place? His yeah. His resting place? So what if Kylo and Rey are fighting and you hear Palpatine's soul or spirit hovering, echoing through that Death Star? Honestly, what if it ends up that they're fighting him in that rain know. picture? I don't know. But Dang. I'm, gl- I'm glad I don't at this point. But I, that's yeah. a, Daniel, that was a great question because I, that, I think that was a, a nice little discussion we had there. I feel like James would have loved that discussion. James, maybe, I'm sorry. What if we make that a bigger discussion later down the line? Yeah, maybe. All right. Daniel, thank you for your question. 
Thank you. If you guys have questions, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. We have a growing community. We talk about Star Wars there. We share new episodes. Just become part of the part of the gang. Yep. Part of the resistance. Yes. Back to you, John. Thanks. Yes, guys, the base is always open. The resistance base is here for you guys. Whether you're having a bad day or good day, you just want to listen to some Star Wars and listen to it in a positive, fun type of way, we're mm-hmm. here for you. So uh, hit us up, come subscribe to us, whether that is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or YouTube. If you're watching YouTube, how you guys doing? How are you? Um, also, if you guys are interested in our additional content or you just want to support the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, head to patreon.com slash broadcast. Um, We have new content every day over there, including you can get involved in talking about influencing what we talk about on the podcast. So uh, there's a lot of things. Go check it out. Again, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And I have to send a special thanks to our Patreon generals. And that is Carmelo, a.k.a. a gray Jedi, Brian Shalito, Don Boring, Andrew Staley, Len Brown, Neil Lowry, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, we salute you. Thank you for all of your support so much. We appreciate it greatly. Guys, also make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your latest news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Our review team is excellent. Every comic book issue, every book that comes out, every audiobook that comes out, they give you full spoiler reviews, everything you need if you can't keep up with all the crazy canon stuff. Like, oh my God, that mask was possessed by a Sith Lord? We got you covered there. <laughs> and of course, your latest news and stuff that I like to write over there as well. So check us out every day to keep up to date on your Star Wars news. And if you guys have been seeing Make Solo 2 Happen shirts popping up in photos, we're the ones making them. James Bainey designed it based on the hashtag. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. We got it in yellow font and black font, your choice. Check them out and our other designs over there. And uh, finally, us. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. You guys can find James Bainey on Twitter at Myra Trunks. And he um, is on Instagram sometimes, but not really so much. But hit him up on Twitter. And also, uh, he handles our Instagram, I believe, as well, StarWarsNewsNet. So, Lacey, what about you? Mm-hmm. People can find me on Twitter at Lacey Gillerin where I talk about Star Wars and have a good time. And going viral! Don't be weird. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Lacey and I will be back with you on Thursday where, guess what, guys? We're going to play a game. Oh, no. We are bringing back our game called Who Are You? I did if my you, research. If you haven't played it yet... It is our Star Wars movie quote game where we throw out quotes from any of the Star Wars movies. Legitimate quotes, like real ones. The other people have to guess who said it, and we want you to play along. So we hope you enjoy your weeks, study up on your quotes, and we'll see you Thursday morning right here with another episode of The Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>